Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... People will support you if you just put the vision out there. So just keep working on articulating the vision and keep telling people about it and what you want to actually see change in the world. I think you'd be surprised how many people will support you and let them accept that if somebody wants to give some of their time to help you, like really put effort into making it easier for them to help you and create systems so that people can actually collaborate or contribute. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 387 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Eli Harrell, host of Products With Purpose and co-founder of Valhalla.team. Eli serves purpose-driven entrepreneurs and people who are working to make the future a better place. His main ways of doing this are by supporting and guiding founders in their growth as conscious leaders and strengthening their belief that we actually can create the future we desire. His company, Valhalla, does this by helping purpose-driven companies building tech products to be sure they are building exactly the product that will create the impact they desire. He's a student of the human experience and a philosophical thinker who desires to inspire others to build lives and businesses around deep purpose so that we may all become better ancestors to future generations. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing how Valhalla is helping businesses with purpose develop more sustainably using enhanced processes that prioritize impact. Eli, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really exciting to have you here. Indio, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So to kick things off, Eli, could you just share a bit about your background and then what led to your work in social enterprise? Yeah, I'll try to condense it as quick as I can. <laughs> um, grew up with a little bit of a non-traditional childhood. I was homeschooled and my parents were entrepreneurs and I was the eldest of eight kids. So I grew up working with my parents. I had this very entrepreneurial I wasn't on the education to employment path that a lot of people start out on. I've always had this entrepreneurial mindset and approach to life. So I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, but it wasn't probably until my late thirties after building quite a few businesses and helping start, yeah, just quite a few businesses in many industries that I finally realized (laughs) that the core concept of business isn't necessarily there for the purpose of creating wealth for the owners. It's actually a sustainable model that allows us to pull energy and resources together towards solving a problem and, or making the world a better place. Let's put it that way. It, it took me a while to realize that the meaning I was looking for in life, I wasn't getting it through business because I was not focusing on those things. So I ended up just totally shifting to prioritizing partnerships with people who have worldviews and values hierarchy aligned with me where 
whether the businesses or charities, it doesn't matter, but creating organizations and models and products where the impact and the creating the better future or solving the problems that we really care about or that are desperate to solve right now is at the core. And that was a shift that happened to me in probably 2017, 18 was when I finally realized like I've got to be creating businesses that are just impact first. Really key shift that you've made there in just your approach to the business space as well. And then what you're choosing to focus on. And, and that's led into your work here as co-founder and the chief of purpose at Valhalla. Can you please share how you are helping purpose-driven tech enterprises and firms improve their ventures? I went into business with the only entrepreneurs I knew at the time who saw the world and business and humans similarly to me. And we started a software company because technology is such a powerful tool for amplifying impact and just a really leveraging, magnifying tool. My business partner, Garrick, loves technology. I'm more human centric. My passions lie in the human experience more and worldview level thinking, but he loves technology. So we started a software agency actually with the idea that we would spawn companies. We wanted to create enough resources and expertise and build leaders to spawn companies that would solve meaningful problems in the world. About two years into that, we realized that a, the agency model that most people use is broken and doesn't really work that well for tech startups. And B, why would we spawn this long path to starting companies where we could actually just find people who are already working to solve the problems we care about and make them better? Over five years, we've evolved our company into one that is known for amplifying the impact of purpose-driven tech companies. And the way that we do that is mostly centered around teams. We really focus on helping tech companies that are early to first, maybe three years, getting a little bit of scale happening, or they've got an MVP in the market to help optimize their team dynamics processes. We think kind of everything centers around team, but there's a several pillars of product development that we help make sure are really optimized so that that impact is really more likely to happen. You work a lot in that space with the teams themselves is what you're saying there as well. And like building up the entrepreneurs to create a deeper impact. Yes. So think about, let's say you're a tech company, or let's say you are an impact driven entrepreneur and you're using technology to deliver that value to the world, right? So let's not necessarily call you a tech company, but maybe tech is at the center of what you're doing. And maybe you are not super technical yourself. Maybe you don't have a technical co-founder and you've got to, you've got to master the art of building an amazing product that actually serves the people you're trying to serve. And if you don't do that, the impact you want to see in the world is far less likely. The entire ecosystem of all the disciplines that go into that with a team centered focus. So we actually help companies build out the teams that they need, even if they have no team at all. Or if they do have a team and they need some help filling gaps in it, we focus on helping people build. We have this interesting model that I haven't really come across before, but we've crafted it out of watching what doesn't work and what we think people really need. And so we build culturally meshed teams where they're super part of our culture, super mm -hmm. part of our clients' culture. We build these long-term partnerships and we help them reduce the kind of the management overhead of the whole process. We basically become these really embedded partners with these impact tech companies. 
Wow. It's a really interesting space to be working out of. And there's so many complexities as well. And obviously you'll see that as chief of purpose there at Valhalla. And when your clients in your organization, when they're developing a new product, right? And they're trying to deliver this big change through the products they're developing. How can these entrepreneurs optimize development processes and whilst continuing to bring that positive change into their business model? Yeah, super good question. It is complex and there's a lot of moving pieces. And like anything with a lot of complexity, you've got many spokes in the wheel and you probably can't master them all at the same time. Like any question ever, the answer is it depends. It depends on what is the product you're building, how complex is it, who's it for, and what expertise do you already have? But probably the number one piece of advice that I would share is just develop relationships with people who are experts in those areas and just consistently, I would say this is with anything, right? Any part of business, having a regular check-in where you get some pulse on kind of where you're doing well. So I think it's a really powerful thing to have access to external feedback in a, maybe a quick way. This is something that we try to provide is even if somebody's not working with us, we will help them do a quick scan of their product development ecosystem, their team, et cetera, and say, here are the places where you're killing it. Things are super strong. And here are the places that you might want to focus your energy next to bring them up to the next level to evolve these areas. Let's say customer feedback systems are often a weakness or product management skill sets are often areas where companies haven't yet matured themselves. And so just, I, I think the first recommendation I would have is just have a three-month cadence of getting a little bit of external perspective on how you're doing in those different arenas, those different spokes of the, the whole process so that you can keep identifying we're doing great here. And now we need to really make sure our team is on the cutting edge of learning AI and how to use that in development, et cetera. Wow. Some really key advice there, I think, for anyone who is looking to innovate and create these better product offerings and deliver that change, which is what you're there to help with. And another thing as well that we touched on your bio there is in addition to working as Chief of Purpose at Valhalla, you're also the host of the series Products with Purpose. So if you're you're in a similar space of this communication of impact and change, so why do you think it's important for stories of change-led initiatives and these entrepreneurs to be more actively shared in the community? Thanks for asking that. I think it's incredibly important for a number of reasons. Number one, we need models, right? For example, I was homeschooled in the 80s and 90s in the US, and back then nobody had ever heard of that. And my mom was considered crazy, right? And some people even yell at us when they'd see us in the grocery store in the, during the week. It's like, you should be in school. But now there are enough models for that that people can look at it and say, oh, this can work, this can be good, and it's not so weird anymore. First of all, I think we really need models to have the guts to do new things. If you haven't seen anyone else do it, it's just really hard to be the first. And Second of all, just obviously learning, hearing stories of other people's experiences doing something similar can not only show you perhaps what to do or what not to do or where to look or who to connect with, but also give you the courage that what you're doing might be just on target. And I think maybe the last one I'd mention right now, there's many more, but one of the big ones that I focus on a lot in the podcast, and I've just launched some new content around this, mm. I think we really need to believe it's so important if we're dedicating a large portion of our lives toward being change makers, we have to believe to some degree that the work we're doing can make a difference. And 
when you're only surrounded by the news or depending on who you happen to have in your sphere of <laughs> influence, sort of, you know, yeah, like the data coming into your brain every day, probably not the most uplifting stuff. That's what I'm trying to do with the podcast, just having a place where you can tune in and hear stories of, oh my God, there's people out there solving the problems I worry about. I can just stay focused on the one I'm solving and feel like I'm part of a big movement in the right direction instead of everything heading in the wrong direction, which is what the news will convince us of. I really love that. That's such a beautiful message. And I would hope as well that being a part of that movement in Impact Boom and Impact Boom hopes that it would also be doing a similar thing. So it's great yeah. to see so many people within the space sharing that belief as well. Totally agree. So what um, you guys so, are doing. <laughs> 100%. And, and it's amazing podcast products with purpose. So thank you for sharing some more about that there. And also, so obviously between those two roles that we just discussed a bit about, you, you've interacted with lots of entrepreneurs and people who are doing so much within the space, right? So from those experiences, have you observed any key piece of advice that you would give to a purpose-led individual who wants to start their own social enterprise? Talk to a lot of people, whether it's just an idea that you haven't gotten out of your head yet. I just actually started a social enterprise here in the Philippines that I've been thinking about for seven years. And part of me was beating myself up for some of that time that I hadn't done it yet. But I thought about it a lot. I talked to a lot of people. I got feedback on ideas and I got enough positive feedback that I realized you know, I have to find a way to get this launched. And once I started actually putting that vision out to people, I could not believe the amount of support that existed. It overwhelms me when I think about how many people are just there to, whether it's capital or it's helping with their time and skills or their network, it's unbelievable how much people will support you if you just put the vision out there. So just keep working on articulating the vision and keep telling people about it and what you want to actually see change in the world. I think you'd be surprised how many people will support you and let them accept that if somebody wants to give some of their time to help you, like really put effort into making it easier for them to help you and create systems so that people can actually collaborate or contribute. That's one big thing that I'm trying to get better at. Well, it's wonderful to hear about starting a new enterprise there as well. So congratulations on that, Eli. It will be fantastic to see how that develops as well. And what's the name of this enterprise? It's called Emerge Philippines. And we want to help 5 million Filipinos by the year 2030 to take radical ownership of their own learning and growth, self-development, but just believing that people can change their future by molding themselves. Perfect. Awesome. So at the end of each of our articles, the audience will be able to check it out. We link in all of the enterprises that are mentioned throughout this interview. So they'll be able to go check out the work there of Emerge as well. And while we're on the topic of inspiring projects or initiatives, are there any other that, any others that you've come across recently that you were seeing that are creating positive social change? I've recently interviewed James Hatchman. He's the founder of Voice of Health out of Melbourne. And I really love their approach to providing access for mental health. And what I really love about their model is that he's creating a platform that helps train any of us that want to get better at it, active listening, learning how to be present and be able to hold space for people that are struggling and then connecting people that are really struggling or in a bad space with someone who's been trained on active listening. I, I really love what they're doing. So there's many I've come across, but that one just pops into my mind. So 
Mm, yeah, I imagine in your line of work through the podcast and then obviously at Valhalla as well, but you would be working with so many inspiring projects. So thank you for taking the time there to share just a few with us today in this interview. And as I said, all those are linked in at the end. And to finish off now, are there any books or resources that you would recommend for our listeners? Can I recommend two? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. All right. The two I will pick because they're a bit recent for me, Long Path by Ari Wallach. And I'm actually talking about this so much in my podcast lately. Upcoming, I'll be talking about it more, but this is a very short book, very easy to read. And I think for any of us out there who are either thinking about or already committed to steering the future in a better direction, that this is a beautiful book that gives us language. Actually, the subtitle of the book was in my bio, which is basically about being better ancestors for future generations and just thinking about there's some incredible metaphors in this book about the time that we live in. This time feels so unstable. There's yeah. so much change happening and people are really scared about it, but there's some metaphors in there about being a trim tab. I'm going to let you guys figure it out in the book. I'm not going to go into it, but there's some just <laughs> incredible language, I think, in that book that I would recommend for any change makers out there. And the second book I would recommend is called 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jim Detmer and Diana Chapman. And I think it's the best leadership book I've ever read when it comes to just building a heart-centered organization. Super recommend those books. Wow. Two fantastic recommendations there. And in a similar fashion to all of the enterprises and initiatives and movements that you've mentioned today, they'll be linked in at the end of the article. So once the listeners have had a listen to our conversation today or they've read through the article, they'll be able to click on through, check those all out and take in even more of those beautiful insights. So that does, unfortunately, however, Eli, bring us to the end of our interview today. And I just want to quickly say on behalf of Impact Boom, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and all of your generous insights. There's so much fabulous work that you're doing. And with a new enterprise like it coming out with Emerge as well, we just can't wait to see all the work that you get up to in the future. Thank you so much. You're actually a really good interviewer, India. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page, and Twitter.